You're tuned in to Just One Hot Mom with host Nanika Ansari. Get ready. She's about to bring you that fire, that flavor, that heat, all that passion, and more from around the world and in your neighborhood. Stay tuned. Hey, howdy, you are tuned in to Just One Hot Mom. I am your host, Nanika, and sorry, and today I have my good sister girlfriend, Miss Valencia Joy. Uh, she's going to stay in her joy because God told her she could. Hey, V. nothing much you guys if you don't know i absolutely adore having conversations with valencia because i know i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna cry i'm gonna eat i'm gonna enjoy myself and i'm just going to breathe a life of fresh air because that's the relationship we have but my homegirl done wrote a book and making sure that you can have that relationship with your friends too i love the title i'm in a guy and other things you can only discuss with your sister girl friends yeah. <laughs> introduce yourself and tell the people who you are well my name is Valencia Joy I call myself your favorite sister girlfriend authoress because I did write a book it has been published and I feel like um, I like to cultivate this sister girlfriendship relationship and I feel like um, it really um, went through in my writing like when people read the book they really feel like we was just sitting on the couch talking for an hour or Absolutely. you know at girls night out <laughs> and that's how I wanted to come across to my audience so that's me in a nutshell I mean I'm a single mom two boys um one grown one almost grown um so now we're all in these this transition of what happens next you know because I'm not mom in the way that I have been for so many years so I'm figuring out now Valencia at this age and stage and they're figuring out life you know as um you know late teenagers and graduating high school and starting college and all that so we're all in transition and we're all trying to figure it out um i'm a writer been a writer all my life i'm thankful to be published didn't know that it it could be a realized dream for me um so i'm totally thankful for the opportunity and just asking god to open more doors in that area Amen. And we sending up those prayers for you, sister girlfriend. Uh, and I'm, I'm single. So if y'all have any brothers that are 40 and over, chocolate, fine, got a job, love you, mama, love Jesus. Shoot them my way. <laughs> right, plug it all in. I'm just going to tell you, like I tell everybody else, that adult parenting is next level. You be thinking like, oh, they'll be free. They can do these things. No, all it does is it levels up your game. You got to be like, y'all still got these questions. Yeah, this is where we are. All right, y'all. So I told B we was going to have some sister girl conversation. And I think you hotties deserve some sister girl conversation. I'm going to do mm-hmm. some, some some little stuff we're gonna be we go this is not for kids just gonna tell you that right now (laughs) not your family show today no okay so you mentioned in your book like growing up without sister you know with the sister and stuff like that that it was difficult for you in the beginning to cultivate female relationships what was it like like with your mother and your aunties and your other cousins like what made you want to have like that sisterhood versus just the relationship you would have with the other females in your family yeah, so um, well, it wasn't difficult for me to cultivate relationships with other women. It was just that I grew up with no sisters, mm-hmm. but I watched my mom and her sisters 
and my grandmother, they was like the crew, the posse, you know, they <laughs> sit around the table and you knew something juicy had happened because everybody was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the word, all. like, mm. Yep. The eyes yep. and, the, mm. and all the cousins like you did it was it me was it you <laughs> what happened but you know they were very close uh, and just watching that relationship growing up and then just watching television and, and watching like sister sister and the girls on different world and living single and just seeing that camaraderie that can be amongst women mm-hmm. um and the older I got the more I wanted that and I just that's what I attracted and I think that's important to point out because what you want and what you are is what you attract Ooh, I like and that. on that level, mm-hmm. right? So I, I honestly like attract that type of woman that wants to hang out, that has honest, transparent conversation, that has deep love and um, just authentic women, you know, mm-hmm. um, that just honor feminine energy. And I love that. Like, you know, because I always tell people I'm an extrovert, but I have so many introverted friends. And I just be like, how are you friends with so-and-so? And I was like, well, if you pull them out of their shell, they actually are a good time. And but we have great conversations. And I think it's about balance because they kind of tame me. I'll be like, no, we yeah. going here, we're going hard. And they be like, okay, we can go hard till about nine o'clock. And then yeah. it's gonna be pajama and wine time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. His balance. And I'm going to need a nap before that, too. Baby, I always need a nap. I don't understand why that is not in the sister girl contract. At least a 30 minutes to an hour nap before all activities. Yes. But so I was thinking about after I read the book, I was like, oh, V didn't let go some of our secrets. You remember like when Think Like a Man first came out and they were like, oh, Steve Harvey giving up all the secrets on what man be doing. What made you want to give insight into the sister girl conversation? Well, that's a good question. So I didn't really think that men were going to read it for me to be giving away secrets. <laughs> but <laughs> in hindsight, I should have like put a disclaimer or something. But I just wanted women to know like the conversations that you have with your girlfriends, the problems that you face in your life, none of that is unique. We all go through that stuff. We all have the conversations. We all laugh till we cry and cry till we laugh at girls not out. We all have men issues. We all have faith issues. We all have job issues. We all have money issues. And some of us are better at some things than others. So if we can start being honest and transparent and start trading, bartering our, our strengths mm-hmm. with, each, with each other, we'd be so much more powerful. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because it was, I tell people, I'm like, I've had friends that I've had for 30 years. I've heard friends I've had for my whole life. It wasn't until I honestly understood the sister girl relationship that I was able to be open and honest it didn't matter the length of time and I think people think like oh y'all been friends for 30 years but if I can't have an open and honest conversation with the person like what type of friendship do we really have right and so that was one of my questions for you like do people always ask you like the length of time you've been friends with the person does that make a difference in the type of sister girl conversation y'all gonna have I think so and and um, just to be honest, a lot of people, a lot of my close sister girlfriends will pull me back. Like you jumping in a little too soon with that one. You got to feel her out a little bit <laughs> oh, more <love>. because I, <laughs> I'm so I'm like, hey, everybody, like, let's go talk. 
let's go drink wine and talk. And some of my friends be like, you ain't even vetted her to see if like, right. you know the secrets. Did you look her up? People always think that women are lying. We do the best research. We are better than the FBI because my friend would be like, you know, that one friend, I'm like, that's me. Give me a name. I'm like, I got a license plate. What can you do with that? I'm like, girl, hold on. Give me like, give me 10 minutes. And I'm like, because I was like, it's important. Like, I feel like with my sister girls, I'm able to let my guard down. I'm able to open up. I'm able to reveal. It's not that I'm walking around with the mask on, but you can't share everything with everybody. And I think that's what, so when I was reading the book, I was like, oh, y'all, we about to get up. I told me, I said, look, I didn't make little marks there in the book because I was like, oh, she didn't told this. Oh, she didn't tell that because it just, it, and I'm told, I had to stop reading the book at one point, y'all, and call her up and just tell her, like, I cannot stop laughing. Like, I had tears in my eyes. I was waiting for Anissa in the car, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I am crying, laughing. But then there were points in the book where I'm, like, crying because I've had those conversations with my friend. They've been tough and they've been difficult, but they've been worth it because yeah. they are my friends. Yeah. All right. Now we're gonna get into this question because I, I don't even know why this was one of the first questions like I wrote on the book. Okay. But we talk in the book you talk about sex and like different things that women talk about when they're talking about sex, like toys and positions and what we like and what we don't like. Do you think that women can have emotionless sex? Because me and my sister girls was having this conversation. <laughs> oh, I that's a good question. <laughs> so Generally speaking, no. Specifically, yes. Mm. Because there there are some women that are not like me. Mm. You know what I mean? So me, like, I, I need to have some type. I can't do the one night stand. I can't do the, I just met you, let's go. Like, I can't do that. But there are some women that can. Mm. And now, when you have been um, celibate long enough, <laughs> Anything can start to look desirable. So I will say that. However, <laughs> I think generally because we are emotional beings, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it just it just um, depends on what angle you're coming from. Is it a physical need that needs to be met at this mm-hmm. moment that the rose is not taken care of? Or is this a more emotional, like, um, yeah. I need that intimacy need. When it's physical, I think women can check out. And I don't think people think that they can, but I think people don't also give women enough credit for sometimes you just need the physical. You know what I mean? Like, we just think that that's a man thing. And I'm like, I know plenty of women who are like that, like, hey. Really? (laughs) Plenty? Yes. Like, and lately, and I'm going to tell y'all this little secret, y'all may not know, they in their 40s. Women in their 40s are like... It, I don't, I didn't expect, I thought turning 30, I was like, oh yeah, I feel fancy free. I feel like I could do this. I'm ready to take on the world. No, when I turn 40, I do not care. <laughs> 40 was such a transition and it, nobody warned me at all. Nobody warned me. I felt it like it, I felt it in my soul. Like something is dip, something is changing. What you know, is it? Your spirit changes, your emotions change, you physically are changing. And I think like we don't think about how that physical plays into the how the rest of us is changing. So now you like, oh my God, like am I going through menopause? Am I not going through menopause? Is it a hot flash? What is that? If y'all never experienced the hot flash, youngins, just wait. 
just it come out of nowhere because you slapped fire in you. <laughs> I was like, it slapped the taste out of my mouth. I'm in the line, like, what the hell out of here? And why does it happen at the grocery store? Like, why are you in paying for your groceries and all of a sudden you sweating it's like you didn't got drenched in the rain and you can't figure out why you on fire? So that's and that's when you get the slow. A checkout person that moving real yeah. slow got to check you gotta talk to them like this hmm, can you hurry up okay okay give me the ice give me the speed give me just the forget it you don't gotta put that in a bag just <laughs> because that's how the conversation goes and i was like i i love in the book that you talk about that because i feel like that's the conversation we don't have enough of because i had to actually ask my friend like how do y'all know like, will we know? Is there a letter that's going to come in the mail? Like, are we coming apart of secret sisterhood that they just can't tell us because we're not ready yet? And yeah. no women seem to know. And I was like, that's because we're not having the conversation. So I'll tell my friend, like, we're going to talk about it. Tell me your symptoms so that we can compare symptoms so that we know. No, we're also not talking to our mom. No. That's a part of, you know, when did grandma start? When did mom start? That, that, you, that plays a part into when you start. Mm-hmm. we don't have those conversations no, at all not at all and I was just like but and even talking to the older generation about it there's still some taboo and shame along with it and so I think trying to get the answers from them that's why I think it's important for our generation like we may not have the answers from the generation before us but we can at least open the door for our daughters our cousins yes. nieces to be able to have those conversations because I was like we need to take notes because this is serious yeah. Because nobody yeah. knows. And all Girl, the I had <laughs> hair mm-hmm. coming on my chin. And I'm like, what is this rough stuff <laughs> right here? I'm in the mirror. Like, what do I near this? Like, <laughs> and, and when did it get there? And will it go away? No. And mm-hmm. and, and then it's, it's too much for like a tweezer. You know what I mean? Like, it I is. got to shave this. <laughs> like, I am. A 16-year-old boy. I got to get a razor and get the little stuff. But for me, it was body change because people be like, oh, you just got to work out. You just got to eat right. And one day, I was really fat. Like a maniac, working out, eating right, taking the shakes, taking the diet pills. Then one day, I sat down. I was like, you know what? It is what it is what it is do everything i need to do to be healthy to be heart healthy to be smart to keep myself up because i want to live but if y'all think that this hookah is going anywhere we married to each other now we belong together (laughs) at this point in the game because i'm out here killing myself i said i could pass out on this sidewalk trying to jump do some jumping jacks and burpees and stuff like that and still had his fupa in the coffin y'all out y'all <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah Absolutely it's not. horrible but right. they don't tell you about that either no so getting back to the sex topic because i told me i had okay. a question okay for the ladies and gents the size really matter because we talked about that yes. absolutely does <laughs> Yeah, and I think that people are like, oh, women have an expectation that it's supposed to be this big and this big. And I'm like, no, but the size that that particular woman likes matters to her. I'm like, and um, not just size, but just like, oh, God. Um, you can say it. <laughs> what? I forgot you did say this. <laughs> I'm going to put the disclaimer on this. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you need to know, you need to be honest about your size. It's not like I need to be honest about my pupa, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you need to um, at least know what to do. Either number one, know what to do, or two, be willing to take some direction. In the same manner that if I'm doing something you don't like, let me know and we can switch it up. Like this is communication is we are the name wrong. of the game. We are Absolutely. Wrong. So stop Absolutely. acting like you are upset and your ego was hurt because I told you go to the left and not to the right. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. But I think like men don't realize like you know you know what size breast you like you know what size you like for a woman's bottom to look like so why don't you think that we think about that like and if you swear you got a baseball bat and you come in there with a cocktail shrimp you are a liar like everything has <laughs> <is> now <laughs> you are a truth liar in you and now oh. I know it and, and I can't hear no liar. Oh, can we? I didn't even write this question down, but can we please address stop sending those pics? Because no, immediately no. <laughs> it's not what they think it is. It's, it's not, not giving what you think it's supposed to give at no, all. No, and it's, like, it's, it's in the group chat. It's in the group chat. So you should know that. It's in the group chat. We have discussed it and we are talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> and not gonna do nothing with what you said because you're nasty. Mm-hmm. If you just send that off rip, you send it with everybody. You you trying to see who gonna bite. It ain't gonna be me. <laughs> and I always wonder, I'm like, what what do you expect me to do with this? Or what right. you because right. now, now I'm looking for evidence like <laughs> <laughs> is it really you? Like show your face with that. <laughs> right. Oh, why? You you think I'm joking. My friend was like, now I require a full body. Like, I need to see everything because they could be sending anything because there's so many pics going around that you don't know. And so, yes. So we just letting y'all know, for real, like, your pic is in somebody's group chat. <laughs> and we have dissected. And if she don't mess with you no more, it's a girl. It's like, girl, throw it back. Throw it back. But... <laughs> We as women have these conversations and we know how to have them on the slide. Like I could look at you and be like, and you know, throw my eyebrows up and you know something ain't right. And we yeah. need do you yeah. feel like men are having these conversations with their friends? Like I want to know, I want to be a fly on the wall. Like when they hang out, do they have in-depth conversations like we do? Um, in-depth conversations. Like, are you feeling your homeboy? Don't cheat on your wife. You got a good wife at home. Gotcha. You ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't. I'm not a man. Disclaimer. So I, I don't. I'm not in the male conversation. But if it's happening to me, it's not happening enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what age group, what what maturity level it does start happening. Mm-hmm. What I do know is when I was married and getting cheated on all of his friends knew and were still smiling in my face, eating at my dinner table, requesting food, playing basketball in my driveway, et cetera, et cetera, calling me sis. But I, yeah, but there were no conversations like, you might not want to do Valencia like this. You might want to do better for your family. 
goodness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always wonder that because I'm like, y'all see y'all homeboys out here doing extra doing everything. And the reason I think it came up was because we were having a conversation about men checking other men about catcalling young ladies. Like, I don't care what she has on. Why are y'all, even though you're not doing it, if you, to me, your friends are your affiliation. So if you're affiliated with a person like that, you're just as guilty as they are. And so, you know, they always say birds with feathers flock together and they think that only applies to women, but I feel like it applies to men as well. So if you don't check your homeboy about, yeah. you know, that, then what does that say about you? So I was like, I always, we were having a conversation, like we wonder do men check other men because you know if we real sister girlfriends and you out doing something that you're not supposed to like you ain't taking care of your kids your sister girlfriend's gonna tell you like if you met sis don't you need to be home because don't yeah. you you gotta be at school at eight o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah. so i'm always wondering like do they have those type of conversations like be a better father be a better husband you know be a better provider because we do have those conversations with each other you know what you said that has to be in trifling <laughs> we have those conversations i put that question um i have a um column on facebook on tuesdays and thursdays about relationships and i put that question um, and I remember this because the men got so offended. I, re- I read your comments. I was like, oh, they coming out the woodwork. Yeah, like I ain't seen you on no post I've ever <laughs> posted in life. But here you are to tell me how wrong I am to question it. Do y'all check each other? Do you all really have these in-depth conversations? And a lot of them say, yeah. So maybe it's it's a maturity level. Or they maybe it's not taking their advice. Like could be, could be, could be. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't see the evidence of it. <laughs> I told what I told them. I was like, they just be co-signing each other's bullshit. That's all they be doing. Like I'm just yep. going, what ain't me? I'm not doing that. But like I said, when you affiliate yourself with somebody, because that's just how they do women. When women. And we are not beating up on guys, but this is the honest to goodness truth. When if you have a friend that they feel is over sexually active and you hang with her, they automatically assume that's you. Or, you know, yeah. if you're a wife and you're hanging out with single, they automatically think you're doing single women things. And let me tell y'all, for the most part, we eat, we drink, we laugh, we dance. Y'all be thinking it be the men that be flirting with the women. We really be going out to eat, yeah. drink, yeah. Dance. And laugh. Yeah, that's on the agenda. We get, we get cute for each other. <laughs> Me and my friends. We be in a group party. <laughs> like, we, are you wearing a dress or a hat? You wear shorts. You wear heels. You, you wear, wear shorts. <laughs> like, me and my friends, we got dressed up for each other for Halloween. We all went as Jason, but different forms of Jason and different formal wear. And I was like, yeah, this is so cute. But they thinking like, y'all going out and doing something. I'm like, this is strictly for us. It, it really, it is so that though, because your friends take your best pictures. You know what I'm saying? They know like, hit that angle, girl. Do this, do that. Me, y'all don't take pictures like y'all supposed to. It, it I used to have a friend. I'd be like, okay, let's take this picture for me. She'd be like, click and then walk away. And I'd be like, you are not a good friend. Like you didn't even look at the picture. (laughs) You didn't even ask me like, is this okay? You only took one. Like where, where we do that at? You got to take the couple and let me choose. And I them type of people don't care about you. They don't. They don't care about your life. And that, that right there. (laughs) And so talking about that though, because when, 
So people will see you out with people and be like, oh, that's your girl. So like that. And I'm like, there are people that I hang with that, you know, they like to do certain things and I'll hang with them, but they are not necessarily my solid foundation friends. And yeah. people thought it was so weird. I was like, I talked to my solid foundation friends about if something happens to me, what I want them to do with my kids. Like I yeah. want I want our friendship to be so solid and for you to be so close to connect to my kids that if something happens to me, if they need advice, they'll be like, mommy knew so-and-so and I can go freely talk to her. And I was like, that's how connected people, I don't think people realize sister girl relationships are. For women who be like, oh, I don't get along with other women or I can't talk to other women. I feel bad for them because you need those women in your life that can step in for you. Look, I told my friends, obviously, as my kid, when my kids were younger, like, take care of them, look out for them, let them know, remind them that I love them, et cetera, et cetera. But I also said this, if I go before you, don't have me in that casket looking crazy. I want my nails done, and they got to be fixed. And please don't have me up like this, because that's not cute. I want you to have me like this. (laughs) Or, you know, something where people can see my nails and my makeup <laughs> done flawless. You have me in something cute. Don't have me in no Easter Sunday suit because you know that's not how I roll. No. Have, have a shoulder out or something. Okay? Have me in there looking cute. And, and color my hair. If you see some grays, tell them the color because you knew what color I wore my hair when I was here. You knew what color it was. But you I know was, it's ruby red 22. Oh, <laughs> it's 934, y'all, in case y'all. <laughs> but I always used to tell my friend, like, if I get put in a nursing home and I can't remember, remember to pick my chin here. Like, don't let me go out with facial hair. And my friend's like, that's such a big thing. You it is because that tells me you care about me. Like, if I'm yeah. telling you that I don't yeah. want to be in the nursing home in the wheelchair with facial hair, you need to yeah. make sure it happens. And I was like, I my love it. on my shirt. Don't don't have me don't have me out here looking like that. I think one of the best things I've ever seen is I was at um Bria Brio Brio having lunch one day with a friend and we saw these six black women. When I say they were dressed up silver hair, they had their purses out, their heels on, all their husbands had dropped them off. And she said, We do this once a week. And they were there. When I say these little old ladies was talking about everything, like I wanted to join their conversation because it lets me know that we're going to be doing this for a lifetime. Like it isn't just like, you know, you find that sister girl connection. And it was so, I was like, can I get a picture with y'all? They're like, come on. I'm yeah. like, I'm about to kick it with them. I'm yeah. out here having drinks with you, but I want to kick it with the, <laughs> the yeah. old people. They were talking about everything. And I was like, so sister girlfriends last forever. But I want to ask you, what does it mean to stand in the gap for your friends? Because I talked about this maybe, I want to say like 10 shows back. It was a Grey's Anatomy episode where one of the women had been raped. And she was afraid to go through the hospital because she didn't want to interact with any of the male doctors. And every female in that hospital, from the doctors to the janitors to all the workers came and stood in the hallways. And so that she didn't have to view any male like they just like so she could be escorted and I was like crying I was like I don't like you but like she is she crazy knows. so that's to me even if we're not friends that you thought enough of me that you knew what another woman felt like that you would do that for her what does it mean for you to stand in the gap for your sister girls listen I am my sister's keeper 
It's as simple as that. Whatever you need, if I have it, it's yours. If I don't have it, we're going to figure it out. If if you low on faith, I got you. If you low on money, I got you. If, if you need a break with these kids, I got you. If, if you are, you know, raped or, or molested or, or whatever, like, I got you. I, I, I mean, it's, to me, it's as simple as that. And I don't care if we haven't talked in two years or if we just talked earlier today. If you need me, I got you. But here's the thing with um, sister-girl friendships is that for as much as I have you, you have to allow me to have you. Amen. You have to be, um, we keep going back to the word transparent and honest, but those are two big things. If you can't say I'm hurting or I need or this happened to me, then how will I ever know how to help you? How will I know? And to me, relationships, what I'm learning, I'm, I'm 41 now. I can't rock with friendships like that. I've tried. Mm-hmm. No, I've tried. we can't be honest with each other. It's too, it's too much. It's energy draining. It needs to be a, a two-way. It is energy draining, but relationships need to be a two-way street. So just like I, I talk when I'm going through something, you need to talk when you're going through something. So that we are able to deal with each other and and help each other. Mm-hmm. But if you're a stoic stone <laughs> all day, all night, I, I'm not gonna try to to penetrate that wall at all. I'm gonna let you do that because it's too exhausting any other kind of way. Your your relationships, your friendships, whether it's romantic or you know, friendships, the last part of that is ship, right? It's supposed to take you somewhere. Oh, I like that. If we're just sitting here and you're not sharing and you're not opening up and you're not, you're not, you're not, that's not a friendship. No. That's not a friendship. If anything, you collect the data. <laughs> <laughs> to use when and what you trying to do with this data. Mm. The one thing I like about my friendships now is that we ask each other, is this a safe space? And Ooh. do you have the capacity to tell yeah. me what I might be dropping because let's face it, we could be friends and I could be your friend. But if I'm going through something and you going through something, and what you're trying to drop off is going to drain me because sharing feelings can be draining. Yeah. But sharing space with people can be draining. No matter how much you care about them, no matter how much you want to help them, it can be draining. And I was like, well, my friend, we were in a group chat, and she's like, Is this a safe space? And I was like, I'm like, yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, well, do y'all have, you know, the space for me? Because she said, I really got something on my heart. I need hmm. to stay. And I had to think about it. Like, girl, let me, wait, hold on. Let me get back to you. Let me check my mental capacity, they, my emotions. And I was like, that's one of the most caring things I could think you could do for a person is to be like, you had a space for this. Because so often people will call you up and dump off their stuff. They're fine. But now you're carrying the weight. Yeah. what they were going through yeah yeah i agree and <laughs> i do i always tell people i was like because something can happen and i will carry your emotions for the rest of the day. you'll be fine you'll be out yep. again, having a good time cheering and you'll be at home like <laughs> on the couch trying to figure out your life 
But also your friends won't do that to you. You know what I'm saying? Your real friends won't just drop off their dirt. Like we'll sit with it and figure it out. And I really like that because you mentioned that in the book. Like when you were going through your divorce and your friend was like, you don't got to be a long girl. Come on over here. You yeah. know, but come and stay on my couch because when you're going through something, I don't think people realize sometimes, you know, you want to be alone, but in those moments that you don't, uh-huh. you really need people to come through for you. Yeah. And isolation when you're going through something this is a dangerous um, teeter-totter mm-hmm. because you're either going to slump off into some type of depression um, or you're going to, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. I have faith. So for me, the other end is to just work on my faith muscle and work with God on my issue. But it's literally... It's about... You- either or yeah it's a it's a fight because it's like okay I have this I have that and dealing with and what I don't think people get is like you're a sister girl you're a mother you could possibly be a wife you're you know what I'm saying you're all these things and so you're trying to balance all these things and who you are as an individual person so you need people that understand like okay she's all this thing but she's still Valencia and so yeah. we need to create the space where she can just be Valencia. And I was like, I love, like, when I was reading the book, I was like, yes, I'll create that space for girl because who want to be going through that? As you brought it, it. divorce. Let's talk about it. Like, for most of our friends now, like, marriage is no longer the goal. <laughs> it's oh. like, I want to be in a space where I can be in a relationship with someone where I can have intimacy, where I can have transparency, where I can be my authentic self, where I don't have to worry about what's going on in the world because they are a safe space. What do you think are, why do you think that is the transition now? Like marriage is no longer growing? Because you know, people were like, Lori Harvey, she's toxic. But I was like, is she really toxic? No, she's smart. But Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, or you're right. Is she smart for realizing that marriage may not be what she wants to do? Well, let me say this. Number one, marriage is not the goal because who are we marrying? Who is out there right now that ain't already married? Who who is out there? Where they at? Where do they meet? (laughs) (laughs) The other um, they having drinks and cocktails and dancing with their friends. We just need to figure out the club. <laughs> that, that's probably what they are doing. But I think the other reason why marriage is not the goal any longer is because um, we don't know a lot of happily married people. Say it again. And I don't, I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that to be sarcastic, but. A lot of people are realizing that marriage is hard, marriage is work, and a lot of people are happy doing it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't want it, you know. I, for me, I would love to be married again one day, um, but it would have to really be right, and Jesus would have to come down from heaven and sit with me quietly and kind of whisper, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah because you know it's it's a lot it's a lot and divorce is even harder for as hard as you think marriage is divorce is harder and so So, so, (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a lot 
I get that part because people are always shocked. I was like, I was married. They're like, you were married. I'm like, yeah. I was actually married for like 13 Should years. I found that out too. <laughs> I was actually married for 13 years. And so when people find that out, I'd be like, and I was like, it was really probably before I started all the, you know, internet stuff. I just kept a very private life. But then when I got divorced, it was like, okay, it it was starting a new journey and what that life looks like different it was different you know what I'm saying so I didn't have at the time my friends threw me a divorce party we did all these things but I didn't have anybody to have intimate conversations about what I was really going through like you know like it's like the death of something and so there's a grieving process so people try to take you out and well for me take me out show me like doing all this it's like we go up to clubs you can get another man and I did not need that what I needed was the moment to sit in this and realize my new normal and how I was going to move on from there and so it took me going to therapy to be like okay I can't have these conversations with them but then it also showed me a reflection of our friendship that I couldn't have these conversations like this was a serious point in my life yet I don't feel comfortable having these conversations with you what does that say about our friendship Mm-hmm. so when I was reading in the book and you were talking about the conversations you were having with your friend I'm like I'm so glad that other women had that now granted I got married when I was 18 19 I was mm-hmm. and so when I got I was I did a lot of first in my yeah. friend's group so I was first to get married, I was first to have a kid I was first to own a home I said so it was a lot of first why well, you know I can't fault them maybe they didn't know how but as we mm-hmm. got older and we were opening up and having relationships with each other and viewing each other's outside of our relationships, the conversation never got any deeper. Mm-hmm. And so it was very surface conversations. I knew after experiencing that, I was like, next friendship that I'm involved in, I need to be able to go deep with these people because that's what mm-hmm. I need. I need that capacity. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was the first in, in my um, friend group to get married, um, have kids, get divorced. Um, but to my friend's credit, and this isn't just sister girlfriends, but I had a couple of guy friends that I've been friends with since college. Um, they all rocked with me. They didn't know what to say, mm-hmm. but we're here. And I think um, I referenced in the book when I was talking about when, uh, you know, your friend or you have a miscarriage. And I referenced um, Job because uh, in the book of Job, as we all know, he was going through it, right? And when his friends were just sitting there with him, it was cool. But when they started to talk and they didn't know what to say, so they just started talking out the side of their mouth, it only made stuff worse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your presence is all somebody needs in that moment. When you're grieving, uh, when, you're, when you're at a loss, and I don't know what to say, I'm probably shouldn't say anything I'm here but I'll be there I'll be there and my friends really were that for me um during that time because they didn't know they didn't know what to say and half the time you don't want anybody to say anything anyway you just want to know that if you need somebody to say something there's somebody there and yeah. I, my friends will tell you I'm good honey I will bring a blanket over your house a cup some snacks I will be on your couch knocked out just wake me up <laughs> whenever you're ready to talk just wake me up because I always want to be present for yeah. 
all those moments. Like I've had friends who've lost their mothers, their yeah, grandmothers, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they've experienced loss. And even though I might not have experienced that loss, I still know how to be present. I still know how to, you know, be a shoulder to cry on or what do you want yeah. to cuss somebody out? Go ahead, cuss me out. I can take it today. I'm having yeah. a good But I think that that's when women say that they don't know how to. So let's go back to that. When women say they don't know how to have relationships with other females, it really gives me pause, you know, cause for concern because you don't know how to have a relationship with somebody that shares the same, you know, y'all alike. We, we, you know what I'm saying? So what do you think when women say that? What do you think is that the heart of that issue when they say that? Um, I don't want to answer this. <laughs> I, I think two things. She at said the core, thing. come on. <laughs> at the core of that woman, there is hurt from something, which leads to you know mistrust, but also um, some immaturity or or something that you need to check in you. Mm-hmm. Because why can't you find anybody anybody that you can relate to in your demographic? I, I don't under something's going on there that you really need to check. And a lot of times, I, I believe it has to do with jealousy mm-hmm. or, like I said, immaturity. Um, but it's something because there's there's no way it's like sixty gajillion people on this earth. And you can't find one woman <laughs> that, that you can that you can relate to. I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. I don't think it's the other women's fault. I think it's yours. So let me tell you, I just finished reading Oprah's book, um, What Happened to You. And it made me look at good one. It was it's gonna make you look and question things differently for people. I will say that it's like a lot of like well, if people aren't used to reading textbook, text taxi books and stuff like that then you may be like oh it's boring but it does give me pause to ask the question like not what's wrong with her like what's wrong with her that she can't find other people but what happened to you in your Mm -hmm. life so rephrasing that question like what happened to you that you don't get along with other women because there's something there and I was telling people like I would stop using the um, word trigger because trigger leads you to believe you know what were the cues that happened? Because there's right. something that's cueing you up every time you are in this situation or somebody approaches you with this type of relationship. Like what happened to you? How, what what hurt you? What caused you to do that? So instead of thinking like something was wrong with that girl, like what happened to you? But most people don't want to be honest and answer that question. So if you can't be honest and answer that question, my thing is like, you won't have a good friendship with me because I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I'm going to tell you the day, the time, the event, all the people involved, what color the grass was on that day, what nail polish I had on, because I want to be open with people. I want people to, I feel like it's an experience. Like when people got experience. Yeah. I want you to have joy and happiness. And I don't want us to live in this space where we're always upset and angry. And most of those women are like, oh, I can't get along with other women because they do X, Y, and Z. And okay, so that's what happened to you. Somebody caused you pain or they caused, they yeah. made you not able to trust them. Your yeah. Their loyalty wasn't to you. And so I was like, I think more and more now I'll ask that question, but I'm gonna be first to tell you, I'm not gonna subscribe to your bullshit. And so that's the attitude you're gonna keep, keep it over there. <laughs> okay. And I believe every word of that. 
ain't telling people like you get what you get you don't throw a fit that's what it is for me that's just all it is <laughs> now let's get on a lighter note okay um I don't know why men don't know that shoes can solve every problem a woman has because let me tell you if you buy me the right shoe I will be your best friend <laughs> what is your favorite type of shoe my favorite type of shoe is a heel. I love how heels. many inches. Um, at least four. Because but, if you wear lower than four, it's a baby heel. It's a it's kitten her heel. shoes. It's a kitten heel. <laughs> but now I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if it's um being over forty. I don't know if it's being in the panini that we have been in, <laughs> but. I, if I put them on, I need to sit down. I can't walk. <laughs> well, they are strictly for fashion. Do, yeah, not, do not ask me to walk. I can't anymore. bend over. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do nothing but you sit here and look cute. I'm about to teach y'all a lesson. You know who had it right? Sandra from 227. Everybody laughed at the way she walked. And then I think I was walking one day and somebody was like, you walk just like her. I said, honey, it's balance. If you put your okay. hands out like this and you just balance, you will not fall. You will not be in pain. You need to get to a seat. I'm not saying don't get to a seat, but that sign for walk allows for balance, honey. You can scoot your way off. And I, I'm more of a, well, back in the day, I'm four inch heels now, but back in the day, I was like six inch heels. I yeah. love yeah. my heels. I love them to death. But I've also come to love canvas shoes now as well because I have to move faster sometimes. And so I'm like, yeah. but I'll be a heel girl for the rest of my life. I already yeah. know. I'll be a little old lady in a wheelchair with my heels. With like, your heels. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something about them. But I love shoes. I don't know what it is. I love the feel. I love the look. I love the it's just something about it. I don't, and I'm big on purses too, I will say. Cause then like my one friend's like, shoes is okay. She only wear like tennis shoes. Maybe that's okay. it. I'm not really a sneaker yet, but she is big on purses. I'm not, as I said that I'm looking around my room and there are like 20 purses in here. Yeah. <laughs> I love shoes. I love purses. I love all things girly. Whatever is feminine and girly, I'm into. So yes. And they, my mother used to always tell me, um, when you look better, you feel better. And that is the truth. Because you could be down and depressed in the dumps, but you go buy some shoes to put on some makeup or, you know, put your lips on or something. You, you start to go out of the house with your lips. As soon as I'm like, mm. Put them lips on the game and change. Like, you don't need lashes. I'm like, the lashes are not for you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I want these lashes on because I want to bat my eyes. Like, I want to look in the rear view mirror and be like, look at you. Yep. It's, yep. It's, it's, you it start really to feel about. better. Yes. It just, it's something about it. Like, it perks up my day. And yeah. so, yes. Yeah, so, in case y'all didn't know, shoes, purses, lashes, all things girly. Will yeah. no, you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! So be we're gonna wrap this up in a minute because I still I have a few more questions. And y'all, I'm gonna be posting my questions that I didn't get to ask her from the book. So I want y'all to go pick up the book and then go look at my notes and be like, oh my god, thank you. Because <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now, 
y'all gonna have the same questions that I have and y'all might even go deeper. So let me know as well. Reach out to me so I could be like, oh, I didn't even think about that because the book is so hilarious and real and just all oh, thanks, sister girl. Yeah. Now that we've been moving into like we're in a panoramic and we've been in this panoramic for a long time, it feels like I see more and more women, especially women of color, African-American women talking about living a soft life. What does your soft life look like? If you have to imagine it or if you're living it right now, what does that look like for you? Um, That's a great question. I think a soft life for me is uh, working in my, with my passions, what I'm purposed to do. Um, so that it doesn't really feel like work. Um, and less stress. I think I think as a single mom, unless you are a single mom, you don't understand the level of stress that's on your shoulders every day. Even when your children are older, there's still so much stress. And for me, a soft life would include some kind of help. <laughs> You know what I mean? And when I be praying about that, I be like, Lord, I just need some help. Wait, I'm supposed to be the help. Like you said, I'm supposed to be the help. But I think um, if I could be in a situation where I have help and where I'm able to be in my purpose without unnecessary worry, without unnecessary stress, um, that would be great. A uh, soft life for me is also time, of course, with my sister girlfriends because that uh, refreshes me and rejuvenates me, especially uh, with in dealing with a stressful situation. Um, I don't. I, other than that, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. <laughs> I've thought about it. And what I about you? Like, I've started living my soft life because. As you let as single moms, we go so hard. And I know V how V works and she works how I work. So I know we go hard. No, like no matter what we do, it's like we want the project to be complete. We want it to be good because it is our passion. But in my soft life, I'm like, I can still be passionate about something, but still give myself grace. So even if something Ooh. doesn't come out perfect, you know what I'm saying? I know that I didn't slack in it. And so I can be complete in that. Um, I was telling my sister this morning, like I had been waking up at five o'clock and taking a walk. You know, that was going to be my exercise. <laughs> yes. And that, ain't, that ain't my soft life. <laughs> you know what? It started to be that way for me. I started in the panoramic because I needed to get out of the house because we was all trapped in the house. And I take a walk and I learned and I, learn my neighborhood different streets I can go down to different houses I wanted to look at and the wind at that time of the morning hitting your face it just wakes you up everybody it's just something about me and Jesus and the dog having a conversation that it just feels good well this morning I was like I don't feel good but I said I was committed to doing this walk thing and so now let me get up so now I'm getting up with an attitude like I didn't say my prayers and meditated but I'm getting up and I was like girl this is your soft life so if your yeah. soft life is soaking in the tub this morning versus taking that walk, like changing the narrative for myself. And like I like said, that. mainly giving myself grace, like not being so hard on myself when things don't necessarily go the way that the plan, you know what I'm saying? Like we all have a plan, but if things don't go the way it's planned, it's okay. 
it's okay for things not to always go as you think they should. You'll be okay. And so forgiving myself and being patient with myself, like that's my soft life. Like I would love to get help one day, but I was like, I don't know if I would be even willing to accept the help. Like y'all don't stand up right. Um, y'all, <laughs> y'all don't do right. But it was more uh, a reflective journey for me to be like, okay, you you can take care of yourself. Everybody will be okay. You take care of yourself. You be gentle with you. You be yeah. forgiving of you. And so I'm like, I get my flowers. If nobody else gets them for me, I get them for myself. I'm not waiting for yeah. you to give me flowers. I have my wine and I love charcuterie boards. And, you know, I just do things that I know bring me joy. That bring, Like you said, like, I, I think I reached out to you one time. I was like, you said, God said I could live in my yeah. joy. <laughs> and this is what brings me joy. And I was like, the more I started to do that, I see that the reflection of my life changed. So even the way I treated people were different. And so I was like, it's me. It starts with me. And then once I get me together, then I could be a reflection for everybody else. So I'm like, <laughs> now nah, don't get it twisted. I'll be like, you know, pray with me. Don't play with me. I still got that. Thou shalt not try me. Oh, we know. We know. <laughs> but, um, but, <laughs> but it was a matter of not letting society dictate what my life was going to look like, how much I had to work, how much money I had to make, how many hours I did X, Y, and Z. It was really like, take control. Like, if this is your life. You're going to let somebody else tell you what to do with the one life you get? And so, yeah, so put that in part two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's very inspiring. Like, my mind is going now. That's very inspiring. You can have that. <laughs> But I love it. And I love how you end the book because I, let me tell you, y'all gonna cry. Y'all gonna laugh. Y'all gonna go get y'all wine. Y'all gonna call up your sister girls and be like, did you think of this? But you say, I can't wait for the moment. I can call up my sister girls and say, hey, guess what? I met a guy. And I was like, that starts so many conversations, like just things that we don't think about hey y'all I'm in a guy that means the yeah. text message and the chat about to be crazy it's about to be yeah. phone calls y'all don't understand it's about to be charcuterie boards it's about to be wine it's about to be so much going on outfit yeah and everything about to dress up for this you see and so I just really love that you took and I want to say thank you that you took the time to put this together for us because I feel like this was for us it was like your love letter to all the sister girls and wow. I felt it in my spirit and I am Thank just you. really blessed to one know you in real life but to also Thank be you. able to be on the journey of being able being a sister girlfriend and purchasing and reading your books so you guys for all your book clubs y'all go get the book read it with your sister girls and have a good time V do you want to drop your information with us how can people reach out to you contact you and where can they get the book so the book is available everywhere. And I'm always so excited to say that because I used to walk through Barnes and Noble and now my book is in Barnes and Noble. Amen. And I used to walk through Target and now my book is in Target. So, you know, Target, Walmart, Books Million, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere you buy books or through my site, um, which is vjoyful.com. It's V-E-E-J-O-Y-F-U-L.com slash the V shop. Uh, the book is available there. It's also available on my publisher's website, writingvibe.com. Um, but anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. 
Um, my information on Facebook, I am Valencia Joy. On IG, I am the Joyful. Twitter, Queen V Joy. And again, my website is vjoyful.com. So I want to thank you, Sister Girl, for coming on and having this conversation with me. I loved it. Thank you so together. much. It's going to be yes. a behind-the-scenes conversation. We can't drop everything. Some of this got to be, you know, PG-13. But thank you so much. As always, you can catch me and the hottest kids on Nanika. That's N-A-N-E-K-I-A.com. And for the ladies, you can go over to Just One Hot Mind, where we will drop that fire, that flavor, that heat, all things saucy from around the world and in your neighborhood. Thank you for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys soon.